Wednesday, 6th of June, 1823. Dear Noah, you're in the next room with your aunt as I write this, being lectured on the fine points of frying the perfect cod, so I'll have to be brief, lest you knock on my door seeking refuge. I hope that by the time you read this letter, your journey to Ringwood will be nearly at an end. I imagine you walking alongside a small stream under the shade of emerald green trees, a soft breeze guiding you deeper and deeper into the hills. When you return to Boston, perhaps you can convince Mr. Ross to join you? It's only fitting that I should thank the man who made such a generous offer of employment to the love of my life. Father Jacobs and your aunt are already preparing a special service for your return. As for me, there may be a little surprise waiting for you when you get back. It seems a part of you stayed in Boston after all. Yours always, Jane. Mr. Ross? It's Mr. Hughes! Mr. Ross! Mr. Hughes and Mr. Sully. My apologies for not being able to greet you in person, but I'm busy hauling extra equipment to the work site. Please make yourselves comfortable. Yours sincerely, Abraham James Ross. P.S. Help yourselves to the bread. Ah! You there! Oh, you're not Abraham Ross? Ah, no, sir, forgive me. My I'm looking for Mr. Ross. Do you know where he is? Ah, uh, no, but I believe we're in the right place. Ah, helping yourself to a meal. I'm sorry? I admire a man who takes what's in front of him. Take and don't look back, I say. Mr. Ross offered it. Did he now? Yeah, there's a note on the table. What was your name again? Noah Hughes. You're Mr. Sully? Hmm. I wasn't expecting Mr. Ross to have employed help here in the middle of nowhere. I could say the same thing. Right, well, once you've bandaged your hand, you may take my coat. Excuse me? My coat? I don't want you getting blood all over it. I'm not that kind of help, Mr. Sully. Oh. Forgive me. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. You must be Mr. Sully. Correct. Abraham Ross. A pleasure to meet you. I hope your journey wasn't too difficult. Uh, a little more complicated than catching the ferry to Charleston, but I managed. May I take your coat? Thank you. Mr. Hughes. Mr. Ross. So good to see you. Your hand is... Uh, the knife slipped as I was cutting the bread. Hard as rock. I should have warned you. Let's see. Doesn't look too deep. Here. Bind it tight and it'll stop the bleeding. Thank you. Have I kept you waiting long? Not at all. I arrived just after Mr. Hughes here. Excellent. Then I suppose the two of you are acquainted? Not quite. Mr. Sully's father is Mr. Sully Senior. He's funding this exploration of ours. I see. Great man. Wouldn't you say, Mr. Sully? Indeed. And Mr. Hughes and I met in, in Boston last year. When was it? October. Ah, yes. Uh, my partner, Jane, was very sorry to have missed you. When we're finished, she wants you to come back to Boston with me. It'd be my pleasure. Can I get either of you a drink? Please. 
Uh, right, so, as you probably noticed, we're a little bereft of privacy. Uh, the outhouse is down the trail to the left, weathered old thing. Uh, the window often up and picks up at night, so give the door a good shutting when you're done. Oh, none of us will be getting any sleep. How long have you been here now, Mr Ross? Two months. Mind you, I spent the first three weeks making the place habitable. Someone used to live here? Aye. Not another prospector, I hope. Don't worry, Mr Sully, he didn't manage to pillage our hillside. In fact, he barely made any progress at all. He was just a young man. Folks in Ringwood said he used to journey into town every fortnight for supplies. Until one week he just never showed up. Did they find a body? No. Not that the creatures out here would leave much behind. A young fool in over his head by the sounds of it. So it would appear. Anyway, on to business. We are here. Uh, to the northwest is the Stirling Estate, and to the south, the Hope Mines. Uh, this leaves us with 200 acres along the Stirling Line to the east. So where do we begin? Half a mile east on the other side of the ridge. Mr Hughes, I'll give you the compass and you can scout the area with a fresh pair of eyes. Understood. And Mr Sully, you and I will continue where I left off. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me as we take the first steps towards carving out an iron empire the likes of which New Jersey has never seen. While many men drive themselves to ruin in search of gold, iron is the true treasure to be found in these lands. Are you all right there, Mr. Sully? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let's take a look. The cap rock must be a few feet thicker here. Let's have you try uh, a little further along the ridge. It was my understanding that I was to be taking a supervisory role during this endeavour. Supervisory? Yes. Your father made no mention of your previous experience. I am perfectly well equipped to oversee operations here, Mr Ross. And yet for the past two hours you've had me ruining my clothing, hacking into dirt and clay. What mine was it you said you were foreman at? I can't recall. This is my father's land we're standing on. True. But winter is only a few months away, Mr Sully. And if an iron empire is what you're after, then all of us will have to use a pick on your father's land. Why don't you head back to the cabin and give Noah a hand with the tools? I'll finish here. Can I help you, Mr. Sully? I'm fine, thank you. Here. You'll need these. After you get all the dirt off with the brush, wipe down each one with the rag. It's soaked in oil, so make sure you wipe every bit of metal. And be careful not to touch it with your fingers afterwards. You've done this before, then? Many times. I'm afraid it doesn't get any more interesting. <laughs> so you're from England? Yes. London. What's it like? Noisy. Crowded. 
If you blow your nose, your handkerchief is likely to turn black with soot. Blast! Sounds like one big mine. It does feel that way sometimes. Forgive me, but you don't seem like a man who's used to this sort of work, Mr. Sully, if you don't mind me saying. I'm more of what you'd call a businessman compared to you and Mr. Ross. My father owns a small merchant fleet that ships cotton to England out of Charleston. Very impressive. Yes. I much prefer doing business in the South. The gentlemen there have a sense of decorum that seems to be lacking in the Yankees up north. There's something of the imperial about it. Is that so? A man there respects his history and understands his legacy. He would die defending his rights. Including the right to keep men and women as property? In any case, the iron traders brought my father's attention further north. It was I who proposed this expedition, you see. Your father sounds like a clever man for listening to you. Good Lord. I hope we don't have to contend with any of those. Mr. Ross said as long as they have food to eat, they won't be bothering with us, Mr. Sully. And out here, I'd say we're more likely to run into a bear. Anything. I checked the powder kegs, Mr. Ross. They haven't been tampered with. Well, that's a relief. Mr. Sully, can you join us out here, please? So, where did you leave them? Right here. You sure? After Mrs. Sully and I cleaned the tools, we left the picks leaning against the front of the cabin and the rest of the equipment around the side. What's the matter, Mr. Ross? All of the pickaxes. They've gone missing. We left them right here. Mr. Hughes has said. But we've searched the area surrounding the cabin, but there's no sign of them. Did you go out during the night? Yes. What time? Uh, when I checked, it was half past one. I nearly tripped over one of the damn things on my way into the cabin. And you saw them too, Noah? Yes. What time? I don't know. I don't have a pocket watch. But they were still here? Yes. Are you sure? I think so. If they weren't, then I'm sure I would have noticed. <laughs> Is there something you'd like to say to me, Mr. Sully? No. Please go ahead. I just find it curious that your memory of last night is so foggy. Accusations won't get us anywhere. I didn't touch them. Fine, maybe a breeze blew them away. <laughs> Every single pickaxe. Must have been a strong breeze. In which case, I'm sure we would have been woken by the slamming of the outhouse door that someone thoughtfully left open, Mr. Sully. Obviously a stranger has made off with them. Someone passing through. The only people to come down this road in the past month are you two. And in the dead of night, without a lantern, the trail would be impossible to navigate. A group of natives, then. They could have scouted out the cabin and then waited until nightfall to rob us. And not just take the equipment we left behind or ransack the cabin while we were digging? There are no natives around here. Well, how can we be sure there aren't any skulking about? Have you spent any time with the indigenous people? No, but I'm sure you have, Mr. Hughes. Well, if you had, then you might learn a thing or two about ownership. All right! That's enough! I've got two spare picks in the cabin. But we need to write up a new inventory and go into Ringwood or Newton to buy new equipment. While we're in town, we can hire an extra man to help us get back on track. And who'll pay for that, Mr Ross? Our investors. You mean my father? Did you have someone else in mind? Well, this was never part of the agreement. Neither was getting robbed. We need to inform the local authorities. There's nothing around us but trees and rock. As much as I'd like to catch the bastard myself, Mr. Sully, that would be a complete waste of time. 
We can make do with the remaining tools, but we need another man. With water beginning to seep in from the ground, we can't manage the pit without one. Why don't the two of you join me to the north? There's an area along the ridge that the compass picked up, well above the water table. It looks like our prospective friend made a start but gave up trying to get through the cap rock. Good idea, Mr. Hughes. From now on, we'll wake an hour earlier and transport as much equipment and anything of value with us each day. Mr. Ross! I know it's not ideal, but hopefully our burglar won't be tempted to return if there's nothing left to take. I'm sure your father would agree. Work will be a lot slower hauling everything over. But with the three of us working together, we should be able to manage. Right then, gentlemen. Please, start collecting the equipment. And be careful with the powder keg, Mr. Sully. God forbid you drop it and blast us all to pieces. I didn't take anything. So you keep saying. You're not very trusting, are you, Mr. Sully? You don't believe a man when he says he didn't take anything. That all depends on the man saying it. Have I done something to offend you, sir? Not at all. Out here, we're going to have to learn to respect each other. Otherwise, we're just three strangers digging into the earth in the middle of nowhere. Fourteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. Well, what did the compass pick up? Sixteen feet, at least! You may have just turned our luck around, Mr. Hughes. Only one way to be sure. <coughs> Mr. Sully! Yes? You might want to take a look at this! Well, I'll be damned! Have you found something? What's that? That, Mr. Sully, is iron ore! Give it to me. Give it here. See that car? It's pure. That's about as pure an ore as you can find. We've done it. We've bloody well done it! <laughs> and you! I gave you the compass for a reason, lad! <laughs> yes. Mr Ross! Yes? I'm sorry I doubted you. Water under the bridge, Mr Sully! Water under the bridge! Come rest the bars, bullies, heave her away! We're rolling gold! Soon we'll be rolling her down through the bay To be rollicking randy dandy oh Heave a Paul, heave away We're rolling gold The anchor's on board and the cables are stored To be rollicking randy dandy oh <laughs> Much better! Very good! Uh, well, you were singing in a past life, Mr. Ross. <laughs> when it's ten below and you're freezing your bollocks off in the middle Atlantic, there's not much else to do. <laughs> Royal Navy! Christ, no. Carpenter's mate on a whale out of Greenock. The fortune. So that's the source of your good luck. Don't let the name fool you. <laughs> what happened? Well, my stomach never got used to the rocking and the smell of the whale guts. So, I left the first chance I could. Uh. <laughs> <sighs> oh. What's that around your neck, Mr. Sun? The first piece of ore we pulled out of the rock. I'm going to give it to my father. Uh, as much as I love raw, unrefined iron ore, Mr. Sully, I'll be the first to admit it makes 
Horrible jewellery. My father doesn't believe in iron. He thinks it's a waste of time. He says it's unprofitable. But iron is the future. And once we've taken everything out of these hills, I'm going to make him more money than Cotton ever could. More money than he's ever dreamed possible. And I'm going to place this in his hands and say, Do you believe in it now? I suppose that's one way to get your point across. What was that? The equipment. Matthew, bring that lantern. Is that a pistol? Keep quiet and stay behind me. Noah, grab the knife on the table. <sighs> Looks like we've caught a thief. Matthew, keep the lantern above your head. Ross. Good Lord. Shh. Don't move. Noah, do you still have that knife? Yes. Get ready to use it. What are you waiting for, man? Shoot it. There'll be no time to reload. If the first shot doesn't penetrate the skull, it'll charge us. <laughs> Make a noise. What? Shout something, anything. Is <laughs> you saved us. Nonsense. <sighs> Just needed a reminder of who's in charge. <sighs> Could the bear have made off with the pigs, do you think? That'd <laughs> be very unusual behaviour. But perhaps he's digging out a nice pit for himself. <sighs> a cosy home for the winter. Well, I won't stand for contested land. When we establish this pit and bring more men, I'll have it hunted and shot. You should bring that pistol with you when we're working, Mr Ross. One might try using our pit for shelter. Sounds like a good idea. Now, we've an early start tomorrow. One more whiskey, and I'm off to sleep, I think. One more drink, Mr. Hughes. Mr. Hughes? What if it charged us? The bear? I suspect it would have caused some damage. God forbid Mr. Ross missed his shot. We may have all ended up as bear food. I can't afford to be bear food, Mr. Sully. My partner back in Boston, she's pregnant. Well, now. That's a nice spot of encouragement for you. Just think, the sooner we achieve our goal, the sooner you can return home to meet them. And don't worry, Mr Hughes. We'll take care of any creatures looking to make a widow out of your little woman in Boston. All clear, lads! Mr. Ross, are you sure this is the safest way to proceed? Sticking to Mr. Sully's schedule means clearing the rocks as quickly as possible. You can come out now, Mr. Sully! Well, gentlemen, I must say that was rather spectacular. And it will save us a fortnight's worth of work with the picks. Isn't that right, Mr. Ross? At least. Very good. <sighs> Mr. Sully, you're bleeding. Where? Your temple. Well, so I am. That's a lot of blood. Turn your head. Oh, it's not 
too deep, but even a wee cut up here will bleed for hours. A piece of rock from the blast must have hit him. A couple of inches across and he would have lost an eye. <laughs> that would have been a good story. Me with an eye patch. I imagine I'd look like some of your whaler friends, Mr. Ross. <laughs> Let's head back to the cabin and get that bandaged. Hold still. Yeah. How does it look? Not bad, after a bit of cleaning up. Still might take a couple of weeks to heal. Where did you learn to dress wounds? I watched a surgeon do it once. Oh, yeah, yeah, that should do for now. Should we return to the pit? I'd rather you didn't overexert yourself, Mr. Sully. And working in this rain would be dangerous. We should wait until it stops. Will the pit be all right? I expect we'll have to pump out some water, but we'll worry about that tomorrow. In the meantime, to progress. Slanjima. Cheers. Yeah. Was it on the fortune? Did you watch the surgeon? Aye. What happened? End of my first summer. We were headed South, through Davis Strait, where we had some rough weather. Captain seemed to think it was a little early in the year for a storm, so he chose to sail us straight through it. Now, the Fortune wasn't a small ship, but with waves swelling to 50, 60 feet, we might as well have been a piece of driftwood. God. Several men struck their heads. A friend of mine went over. When the worst had passed, our surgeon called out for help. I, I, I figured it was better to act than... Your friend, did he... Right, I think an early night is for me, lads. Try not to touch that bandage, Matthew. I'll take a look at it in the morning. Thank you. Good night, Abraham. More drink? Go on, then. I may be hopeless at most things, but I excel at emptying a bottle of whiskey. Your father is a strict man? Hmm. Difficult would be a more accurate word for him. He's always had a very strong opinion of what I should be doing with my time. When I first proposed this expedition, he practically laughed me out of the room. <sighs> Are you close with your father, Mr. Hughes? I never knew him. Or my mother. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right. My aunt has filled the roles of mother and father to me for as long as I can remember. That must have taken some strength. She's endured a lot. Did her best to teach me what she learned. In that, she has certainly succeeded. Hmm. 
Are you all right, Mr. Sully? I'm fine. My ears are still ringing from the explosion, that's all. And please, call me Matthew. Now, I'm afraid a rather strong urge to lie down has taken hold of me. Good night, Noah. Good night, Matthew. that nothing disastrous has occurred in your absence. Go back to the cabin and rest. Nonsense. We all need to use a pick on my father's land, Mr. Ross. That's what you said to me, remember? Give it here! I beg your pardon? Give me the pick. Just who exactly do you think you are? The man leading this expedition. The man who says when we dig and when we stop. Oh, I think you're mistaken, sir. See, I'm the reason we're all here. The reason Noah will be able to feed his family. And the reason you're not begging for work in the streets. Like a pauper. You might know your craft, Mr. Ross. But you're a dying breed. Without me, you're nothing but a pathetic, snivelling old coward. It's no wonder you deserted the ship when your foolish friend got himself... <laughs> Gentlemen, please! You want the pickaxe, do you? Matthew? Go on, then! Take it! <laughs> it's another shaft. It runs parallel to ours. The young prospector must have been keeping busy after all. Come on then! Well, what are you doing? Unless you are planning on throwing another pickaxe at me, I'm going to have a better look. Noah, bring the lantern. For what purpose? If there's evidence of a significant deposit in there, combined with what we found on our side, my job will be finished. I've no intention of working for you or for your father any longer than I need to. Noah! The lantern! I ought to have the man locked up in irons. Come on! the pit entrances visible on the surface. The opening to this one must have been caved in, or... Been made to collapse? Look over here, on the ground. What is it? I don't know. It almost looks like a... Oh, God. Jesus Christ. It's... It's a fucking hand. What could have done this? That belongs to your predecessors. 
I told him to stop digging, and when he refused, I made sure he wouldn't be tempted to again. We are armed. Show yourself. I'm afraid you'd find my appearance unsettling, and I don't wish to distract from the instructions I'm about to give you. They are rather important. You're trespassing, do you hear? My name is Matthew Sully, and this land belongs this to... This land belongs to no one. You are more resourceful than the man before you. I thought taking your equipment would halt your progress, but neither missing tools nor a visit from a bear seemed to have dissuaded you. So you're the thief? Leave some scraps out for a bear as well, did you? Just to make our lives more miserable? Your task is not meant to be easy. Quite the opposite. There is a reason what you seek is buried in the earth, beneath soil and rock. You mean the ore? Its place is in the ground. My purpose is to ensure no man removes it. Ensure no man removes It's my bloody iron! I'll do whatever I damn well please with it! Why can't we take it? Iron is power. Men have used it for millennia, but a great hunger is coming. A hunger that would see iron extracted on a scale never before seen, causing the death and destruction of man and nature alike, reshaping the world as we know it. How could you know such a thing? Your companion has already fallen under its influence. You see how he behaves when he's near it. He hangs a piece of ore around his neck like a talisman. It calls to you. One by one, it'll corrupt you all. What absolute drivel. This is my final warning. Leave now, and do not return. Show yourself, my woman, or I'll drag you out of this pit myself. As you wish. Mr. Ross, I don't think that's a woman. What is God's name? Fire the pistol. Abraham, shoot it, man. Abraham, we need I to- I said shoot it! <laughs> <laughs> Stop the bleeding. You've done well. No, leave it. Let's just, just rest here a moment. What the hell was that back there? Oh, I don't know. It had wings. Aye. It spoke to us. Aye. It did. Oh, older men in fortune told stories of strange women on the ocean calling out, luring sailors to their doom. But nothing like this. You think we'll be able to get out? Where did that slimy bastard get to? I don't know. Better not show his face while I'm still breathing, or I'll stick a knife in his fucking... Abram? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. 
Cash, I think we. You'll have to apologise to your missus for me. What's that? I don't think I'll be travelling to Boston anytime soon. I I'm afraid she. She won't take no for an answer. Mr. Rosware. We're having a baby. How are you indeed? Congratulations. Thank you. A lucky child. Perhaps such an honourable man for a father. Well then, it's settled. I'll have to meet them both. Let me just finish my drink. I'll grab my coat. Abraham. Ah, good. You made it. I could use an extra man. I've reloaded the pistol and brought the powder keg round to the front of the cabin. If that hideous thing shows up, we'll blast it to kingdom come. What's the matter? He's gone. Ah. Shame. He was a tough old dog. Now, come on, we've got things to... <laughs> Get your hands off me! You left us to die. I left him to die! I never forced you to stay behind or waste your breath dragging a broken man back here! <laughs> You're a monster. I'm the monster. Have you completely lost your senses? The only monster here is that thing back at the pit. I know you're emotional, but we need to focus on the task at hand. And what's that? Killing this creature. And luckily for us, lead seems to wound it, same as any other beast. What are you doing? Leaving to Boston. Don't expect you're going to be paid anything for abandoning the expedition. After Mr. Ross's sad passing, I was intending to give his share to you. I don't want your money. What kind of world do you want your child to grow up in? What are you talking about? I imagine things weren't easy for you as a child. Bottom of the pile. Wouldn't you want to save your son or daughter from the same treatment? Of course. It's money that will save them, my friend. It's power that will save them. All you have to do is help me finish what we started. Whatever it costs. What do you say? I don't... I don't... What's that noise? Move! What? Move! What the...
Is it following us? No. It's still inside. You're wrong. Are you hurt? A little more than a grace to the temple, but I'm all right. Um, did you bring anything from the cabin? A knife? Only the lantern. Well, keep it away from me. I need to reload the pistol. The powder keg is just to the side of the doorway. Do you see it? Yes. Good. When that thing comes through the door, put a shot into it. I trust your aim more than mine. I gave you the chance to walk away. As I said, my land. Wait until it's next to the keg. I explained what will happen if you take iron from the ground. The consequences of your actions will resonate for hundreds of years. A future with iron is a future of blood and death. An endless expansion of war and industry until the very air you breathe will be poison. If we don't take it, someone else will. And for this reason, you would happily plant the seed of your own destruction. Now, shoot it, Noah. The ring, he won't discharge. Be grateful that you won't live to witness these events unfold. This is the one mercy I will grant you. Don't worry. You won't have to witness them either. Get down! are broken. You'll have to carry me into town. Noah. Yes? I said you'll have it's to carry... It's a five-mile walk. Yes, well, you'll just have to help me. I'm afraid oh. I'm not that kind of help, Mr. Sully. Uh. What are you doing? Your, for your father. He'll want to see proof, remember? that we found what we were looking for. So, so you're just going to walk into Charleston with that lump of ore without me? Yes. In the inconceivable event that you do manage to get an audience with my father, then what? I'll tell him what happened. <laughs> he won't believe a word out of your filthy mouth. Maybe he won't, but maybe I changed some details. Like what? Like how you killed the creature. Oh. From what you've told me about your father, oh. he'd never believe that you'd be capable of that. But don't worry. I'll leave in the part where you abandoned Mr. Ross and I. That, I'm sure he'll accept. You! And when I'm finished, I'm gonna place this piece of ore in his hands and tell him about the tons of it still buried in these hills, just waiting to be dug out. I have a feeling he'll be quite inspired by the image. 
Goodbye, Matthew. No, 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 no. Wait! Come back! Come back! Come back! Ah! Ah!